Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamblin! Like slow-mo punches. Ka-cha, ka-cha. Here we are, the Jamblin Podcast. So. We got the big stuff today. Mm. My big announcement. My big nerdy announcement. Oh. How nerdy. Uh, I feel like, you know... um, those hip hop artists, whenever they say they have a new album coming out, they can't say I've got a new album coming out. They go, like, "Yo, I got an album dropping." Ah, yes. And then they say when it drops. <laughs> they're like, they're like, "Hang out, I got album constipation." I know. So uh, it'll be out in a couple days. Yeah, I'm pregnant with it. It's gonna drop <laughs> like my testicles. Hey. But anyways, I got a new book and it just dropped. Yo. Oh, it's on Amazon. The sequel to my superhero book Shark Knights is now out. Shark Knights dead end dun, dun, dun. how's that for foreshadowing <laughs> boom baby yeah so um if, i don't know if anyone knows that, that listened last year but i wrote my very own superhero book a team fucking super powered awesome people and uh put my own little spin on uh the super powered game they're uh you know instead of like a bunch of individuals with underwear on the outside, we went with a team with just kind of like code names, and they all wear the same kind of armored uniform. Right, like uh, Vegeta. All the Shark Knights. Mm. So, um, yeah, just came out with the sequel, and, uh, you know, it's and bigger. It is kick-ass. Yeah, you actually got a preview copy. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I made some grammatical... Um... Uh, little notes. Yep, needs you to proofread. That's right. Little science, little science note too. But no, it was great. I loved it. I actually, I was a huge fan of the first one. You know, and we're we're huge. You know, uh, comic book and uh, Justice League nerds. Yeah. So of course, it's like it's up to us. You know, uh, to uh, to create and to make something that uh, that we would want people to read. That's you right. We, I mean? don't, so, we don't sort of review shit. We make shit, too. That's right. Well, that's what you got to do on to be legit on the internet. You need some OC, man, original content. That's right, baby. So, um, so yeah, so this is Shark Knight's Dead End. You know, it's a sequel. You know, I had set some stuff up in the first book, subtly, to take place in the second one. And, uh, you know, of course, it's got to be bigger and badder because, you know, new stuff. We got a, uh, we got this fucking alien. He's a mercenary. <laughs> And uh, he's really bad because aliens have to be bad. Yes, true. The only the only good alien is, is a, a dead one. one. <laughs> no, the only good alien is a shitty one. Like you don't want no fucking ET in your book. What? What? No, no Mac and me. No, no exactly. Good aliens <laughs> suck. So this is a bad alien. He's wrecking shit. He's killing people, and uh, he's recruiting some tough asses to help him. So it's up to the Shark Knights to answer the answer the bell. I enjoyed that. That not only is there like a ton of like super superheroes and supervillains using superpowers all the damn time, uh, yeah. but each chapter is broke or each the book is broken up into chapters, and the chapters feel like episodes in like an animated TV series. Yeah, I mean that's how I picture it. Just like in the first book, I try and write it like if I was watching a cartoon because that's how I picture my mind. So I figure like every episode, or sorry, every chapter of the book is like an episode in the series. So yeah, this is the second book, but it's really just season two of an anime that just hasn't been made yet. Exactly, I dig that. And um, if you if you hadn't read the first one, I mean, there's a lot of awesome stuff that happens. I mean, like imagine like your favorite speedster. 
uh, losing their superpowers and having to slug it out against their arch nemesis. I mean, like, there are just so many great moments in the first Shark Knights and the second Shark Knights, too. And it's 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 almost like, like, like the kitty gloves are off. Like, somebody wrote an episode of the Justice League where they're finally allowed to let, like, bad stuff happen. Even though it's, you know, I know you're aimed it at, like, uh, teens and tweens, etc. I was a few times in both books, I was like, oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I figure, maybe I should have named this uh, second book, Shark Knights Consequences. <laughs> because there are, you know? It's oh, yeah. not all happy-go-lucky and it doesn't wrap up as nicely as a cartoon would or like Justice League does. Um... No, so, yeah. and, and you have yet you have yet to bring somebody really back from the dead. Like like somebody who is clearly dead, uh, they stay dead. Okay. Yeah, you know, I can't I can't be like uh, the X Men that bring back Magneto twenty times, right? Or Colossus. They're like, hey, we saw you die, and he's like, nope, wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, Somewhere. nothing like that. So respect. Yeah, so but it's fun, you know. Like I said, yeah, it's a young adult book, but you know, nerds of all ages can enjoy it. Um, and you know, there's nothing too terrible graphic or anything, but there is, you know, there's a lot of cartoon violence, and there are definitely some consequences. But you know, try and uh, try and have some fun. You know, there's some some lightheartedness and some trash talking and shit. So they don't sit there and, and whine. I made sure I don't do whining. <laughs> so there's no X Men whining why they have powers. There's no Spider Man whining about responsibility. These guys are occasionally down on the luck, but they'd still rather have powers. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And uh, whatchamacallit, well, well, we were just both reading all new X-Men. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, speak, speaking of whining, there, man, what a big switch. Like, um, X-23 shows up in all new X-Men, and instead of doing the classic X-Men whine about how it's so terrible to be her, she instead just says, like, I'm not going to even tell you about my last year. It sucked. End of story. Moving on. I'm like, oh, yeah. great. Awesome. Good. No more. Don't need no cheese with that wine. She just like, ah, uh, go read my comics, kids. Uh, no need to bore you with that here in X Men. So can we get back to my book? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was transitioning. Tra- well, thanks, Chad. Thanks what? for transitioning before I could fucking sell my book to the what? people, dude. The I was masses. like, come on. I was like five minutes of a commercial about this kick-ass new book. Okay. All right. Let's move on, and then maybe I we fucking can come back wrote later. it. We should do forty-five <laughs> minutes. I didn't even tell people that they could get it for the low, low price of a dollar ninety-nine. That, oh, that's that's awesome, really. You're fucking talking about <laughs> stupid X Men. I'm trying to tell people you can get it for less than two dollars. <laughs> that's that's okay? less. That's like half of an X Men comic book right there. You can get it for like a less than a jumbo size Snickers bar. <laughs> but no, you got to go talk about X twenty three. What? It's fucking trying to talk about the book, man. I'm good at transitions, man. You're terrible at transitions. That's my mutant power. <laughs> fucking transitioning away before I can tell them that they can get it for only a dollar ninety nine. Come on, dude. If this was uh, Victor's Legend of the Jumpman, that would have been my mutant power that I wished for that nobody else got. Does smooth transitions in the podcasts. Anyways, since it's uh, since I'm part of this podcast and I can't even plug something I wrote, I guess I better hurry. <laughs> so, it is available now on Amazon in ebook form and paperback. And if you buy it as an ebook, it's only $1.99. Unfortunately, the paperback is much more expensive. Uh, it's in the $9 range. Um, but that's just because Amazon charges you money to make it. So then, nine nine dollars for a paperback. I mean, that's that's pretty standard, and and that's like less than half of what a regular paperback goes for new. 
Well, I wanted it to be cheaper. I ain't trying to make money off here because it costs them money to make it. Then they take a percentage off of it, and then I get like thirty cents. <laughs> so they're like, if you don't, if you don't charge at least nine dollars, you owe money every time someone buys a copy of it. Ooh. So I was like, all right. But to make up for that, I made the Kindle price, the ebook price, only a dollar ninety nine. Well, that's good because you know you got your hard you got your hard earned money out there for mowing your lawns and doing your paper routes. <laughs> so I respect that. So it's only it's a dollar ninety nine for a book that's you know like two hundred seventy pages, and uh, you get some great artwork by my illustrator Dexter Morrill, a mm-hmm. fan of the podcast. Dude is amazing again. It's I'm a, a, I'm a fan of his alone. Just for the pictures alone, it's worth a dollar ninety nine. Word. In fact, that dude did he. Like he did such a good job making the characters uh, jump to life that I'm actually commissioning him to do another, a bonus picture, a battle mural, a huge picture that is um, that is an actual scene from the book where just as shit goes nuts. And oh. I, was, I was like, dude, can you make this picture for me? I was like, this would be like the picture you put on like a Shark Knight's lunchbox. Yes. And uh, so he's hard at work right now, and I've seen some uh, some of the early versions, and it's 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 gonna be fucking awesome. So. Uh, so yeah, you got to check that shit out, and um, and where so uh, we're we're gonna have these links in our on our store on our on our buy our books page on our website over at jumpmanpodcast.com. or yeah, you can just you can just Google Shark Knights. We'll post it on Amazon. We'll put it on jumpmanpodcast.com. But yeah, it's Shark Knights Dead End. It's actually they on the, on the Amazon page they offer it right with the original book. Mm-hmm. So it's like all on one page. Oh, that's good. The original book. And the new one with both versions. So, you know, if you're like a grandpa, don't accidentally buy the wrong one. Make sure it says Shark Dead's Dead End. It'll save like parentheses, volume two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, $1.99. Uh, and if you like it, cool, hit me up. If you don't like it, uh, you know. You... Up yours. <laughs> if you don't like it, that's cool too. <laughs> There's plenty of shit on here that we review that we don't like. So it's your God-given right not to like it. Uh, but if you do like it, uh, give me a review. Word. So. Okay, all right. Can we... Can we now safely transition? Yeah, now that I've talked about how you can only get $1.99, Chad. Yes, now we can talk to other superhero stuff. Great, great. So, ten, oh, God. All right. So, so all new X-Men. We, did you read? Uh, are you caught up now? All caught up. All new X-Men is the shit. It's so fucking good. Yeah, so if, you, if you're reading the book, and I would highly recommend it. I, th- I think it's a great time, and, uh, and what they've done with bringing the uh, the old X-Men team from like the 60s and 70s back to the present time where everything is all dark and um and everything's crazy has been awesome. I mean that's the whole idea and concept behind the book and now they've kind of uh whittled down the roster uh of like all these X-Men teams to just two X-Men teams. Um so now all new X-Men is just like uh, the original five dudes and a few other people out in the Weapon X facilities in Canada. Yeah, the all-new X-Men series is the greatest apology ever issued in the history of comics. (laughs) Because I grew up on X-Men. I have every issue from 100 to 300. Loved the X-Men as a kid. But it's been shitty for 20 years now. Mm. It's just been bad. You know, like, I mean, and to be fair, almost all comics were bad in the 90s. Yes. It just all went bad. Um, But the X-Men, you know, they were great. In the 70s and 80s, in the Claremont run, and then they just got, just went downhill. They sucked hard. And I figure that this all new X Men is almost like an apology because they bring back the originals before they were all destroyed and died nine times and had all this terrible shit happened to them. 
and they drop them into the current universe <coughs> and let them interact with their um you know their present selves that are all fucked beyond belief and i just love all the little shout outs where they're like oh my god i can't believe i grew up to be a dick or um yo we used to have a lot of fun and now we just complain and blah 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 and like it's basically a huge apology instead of doing the the route of dc where dc just reboots everything <coughs> the expansion says no we're not going to reboot it we're going to keep with our shit but we're going to bring in a fresh take on it. it's going to be awesome you know, I, I I take back any bad thing I said about uh, the New 52 because lately, you know, uh, some of the comics, especially The Flash, have been, you know, pretty good. And uh, I, I agree with a lot of the um, authors and artists that are saying, like, hey, this is a great move. I mean, it seemed like a, a dumb move at the time, but the, the the guys who are writing new stuff say, like, hey, this is great because we can do anything we want. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Not more by continuity. I did something like I was dumping on the new 52. I apologize. No, it is. It's a good way to not have to know 50 years of history. I'm saying, like, DC reboots itself every 15 years. Right. And I'm saying Marvel could have just done that with the X-Men, but and they kind of have with some of their other X-Men books. But I like this take. It's making me fall in love with the X-Men all over again. There's just so much humor in it, too. Like, even when there's dire straits, they manage to have some fun with it. And, and that's what you're supposed to do, man. It's like you can't be sad all the time. Because no one wants a comic book where you saddle. I guess some people do, but uh, you know, it, it's a it's a good blend. My my one, you know, we've we've read up to I think uh, issue twenty seven now, and twenty eight yeah. is going to come out next month in June. And I think my one my one complaint about the entire series thus far is that there's so many characters uh, because you have like old X Men and new X Men. That we don't really get to see, like, spend that much time with, like, any one person. Like, it's kind of like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, where, like, you know, you're just introduced to, like, a million people all the time, and you're like, who are you? I don't even care. Um, you know, and we're, like, on to the next person. See, that's actually why I like it. Oh. Because we don't, I feel like if we spend all our attention on, like, Cyclops or Jean Grey or something, it's just going to get boring. So I like that they just bounce around a lot and, you know, um, they they take an issue here, or an issue there, to expand upon them. But I'm okay with that, and I like that they've, you know, we haven't seen Wolverine in ten issues, which has been fantastic. You know, well, haven't seen Beast that much, and they kind of bring some in and out as they serve the story. It's right. Totally fine. Yep. Well, it's well, uh, I I enjoy that they split the X Men into two teams. I mean, kind of like Great Lakes Avengers and regular Avengers. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, like Wolverine, Beast, Storm. They're all over in the uh, with the academy, you know, oh, in their so, own X Men book. So whatever. So refreshing not to see them. Yeah. Like I think that's probably part of the reason why I like it because one, I like Cyclops, mm -hmm. and you know, and it's hard to like Cyclops because they have kind of made him to a dick sometimes, or he was whiny, or you know, there was a lot of things that that kind of fucked with Cyclops. And now, Cyclops is cool again. Both <coughs> the young version from the past. And it's kind of forced the, the the present version to kind of re-examine some things, and he's gotten cooler too. So they've done wonders for him. Right, like like uh, you know, if we had like a little number sign on the wall, like uh, issues issues or like like days since Scott Summers has done something stupid, it would be the number would be pretty high at this point. You know, like he hasn't really done anything dumb in the comics for a while, which is great. And and, uh, and you got to give some tribute to the to the writing because. That's why the X Men suck for twenty years, is because they just had to keep. They had this mentality where they just keep topping themselves. 
Yeah. So it was just doing these big grandiose things or killing people, and it's just um, and it would piss you off because you're like, why would these characters do this and stuff? And this all new X Men just makes so much more sense. Right. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think the re- most recent arc that I didn't think was great. It was a clear plug, just like a shameless plug for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, yeah. There, there are like four episodes in the row where like, hey, the Guardians of the Galaxy show up and they're like, yeah. hey, come with us on a space adventure. Hooray. And nothing really comes from it aside from Jean Grey getting like new powers. Well, I mean, I feel like the X-Men did cool stuff during those comics, but the Guardians didn't do shit. Yeah. Never, was, clear window dressing. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the whole point was, all right, we have a new movie coming out. Guardians are cool. Every, everything was like, wow, you Guardians sure are cool. Hey, you Guardians are messing up my space thing again. Eh, but we're the Guardians. We're cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, but it, yeah, no, aside from that, you're right. Like, uh, Iceman was awesome, that whole arc. Jean Grey continues to be the main character. Like, still 27 issues in, and she's still the main character. And she's very interesting. She's the most interesting Jean Grey I think they've ever had. Oh, by far, she's always sucked, and she's actually cool in this. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I like that. You know, they're not afraid to make bold choices. Cyclops just quit the team. He's like, "See, I'm gonna go in space with my dad." I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like the current Cyclops is like, "Yeah, I'm jealous." Kind of like, "Yeah, why didn't I do that?" Yeah, it makes way more sense. <laughs> right. And I was like, and, and he just leaves. And I'm thinking, I thought to myself uh, when he. He suddenly discovers that his dad isn't dead and that he wasn't an orphan. And he's like, wow, I get to hang out with my dad in space? Awesome. Bye. And, and I immediately thought, oh, man, the old Scott Summers would have a speech about responsibility. And, oh, you don't have to carry Charles Xavier's legacy. You know, blah, blah, blah. And the new one, or the new old one, young Scott Summers, is like, feck it. Yeah. See ya. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, we appreciate it because we're old school fans of the X-Men. So I don't know if someone coming in fresh, you know, if, if they will like it as much. They won't, you know, they won't pick up on some of the stuff. But mm. I'm, well, who, I, I love who it. Care? Who cares? I mean, they wrote it at, for us. They yeah, wrote it no, for old did. school fans. Yeah. No, it's so cool. And and like, and it really just shows. It's like, yes, the current X Men, the way we have them, are stupid. Yes. They're dumb. They're jaded. They've had a zillion shitty things happen to them in their life. They're so over everything that they're so fucking boring and dumb. This is cool. And the the ones from the past make fun of the current ones, which is awesome because it's what we do. So yeah, <coughs> yeah. No, I think I think what really rounds out the team is uh, is Kitty Pride. Uh, yes, she's definitely changed a ton, uh, and this current incarnation of her, like she became the headmistress of the um, uh, Xavier, aka Jean Grey Academy, for a while, and now mm. she's you know off with this new Splinter group as kind of like their mentor like she is charles xavier for them but she doesn't suck yeah it's great i always liked Shadowcat, the character and i would like it even more mm-hmm. this is great it's kind of like she's still young but she's now she instead of the youngest of the x-men she's the oldest compared to the new group and i definitely like what they have her doing she's awesome she's a great leader so it's you know 18 thumbs up awesome <laughs> Def- definitely check it out and uh, go digital because it's way cheaper. I'm sorry I'm coughing. I've been sick for like a week. Oh, no. Uh, I thought I had an ear infection, so I went to the doctor because I, I haven't been able to hear out, what, out of my right ear for a week. Oh, that's bad. It's, it's been plugged <laughs> up. So the doctor tried to look in there, and he's like, I can't even tell if you have an ear infection because there's so much wax. Ooh. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Packed in there. <clears throat> so so they, had, they had to take like a turkey baster. Right. 
and fill it with water and jam it in my ear and just try and hammer it. And they had to do it like five times, flushing water like through my brain. It was going all the way in and out the other side. Ugh. And so they finally unjammed it. And then I was like, I can fucking hear. <laughs> like, <clears throat> not just hear, but I can hear better than I've ever heard in my life. Oh, sure. Like, I can hear like a mouse fart from a field 100 <laughs> yards away. It was amazing. Like, I was fucking like daredevil of hearing. I, wa- I came back to work and I was like, it's so much noisier here. There's all these new noises I've never heard before. Oh, my God. How long, so, how long has that been like that, man? Like five days. I went to the doctor because I started getting, like, concert ear. It was just ringing today. Oh, jeez. So but um, so I apologize. All this talking is making me uh, hack up a lung here, and I already drank my whole mug of water. Sure. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a solution you can get. You, like, tilt your head to the side. You pour a little solution in your ear, and you wait, like, five minutes. And then uh, tilt your head back the other way, and usually that'll like that'll dissolve uh, whatever's in your ear enough to where it'll like pop out. Well, I was thinking about getting one of those like brain worms from Star Trek Two or Ethicon, <laughs> and just go in there and fucking eat it out, and like just tell me what to do. But they're hard to find. Those yeah. little sandworm things. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> that would have been awesome if he had marketed those as like uh, you know ear infection cures. Instead yeah. of like brain worms. Or rather than taking ADHD medicine, yes. you know, give your kids that. Yeah. You watch them <laughs> mellow the fuck out. <laughs> well, no, except for the one kid, the one kid who uh, whose body rejects it and then he tries to phaser himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, sticking with uh, superheroes, yes. I wanted to give my final review of Beware the Batman. Oh, so you've seen it's all the that- episodes now? Yeah. It's the CG cartoon series. Last year, I gave it a scathingly bad review because it was really bad to start off with. Mm-hmm. I mean, Strike One was the CG animation, which I'm not a fan of, but the first bunch of episodes, they're terrible. Yeah. But as the series goes, it really started to find itself. There's they ended, And then, of course, it got canceled. Yeah, of course. Um, so there's 26 episodes. Um, do yourself a favor. Start watching episode 13. Oh, really? That I'm in. in. Yeah. Um, episode like 13, 14, 15 is like a three-part episode that ends the arc of the first half of the show. Mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul's in it, ninjas are in it, you know, you miss some of the backstory, but that starts when it gets good. And then after that ends, starting with episode 16 through the end, it's awesome. Mm. Like it really picks up, the storytelling is really good at that point. <coughs> I really liked where it went. And then by the time it ended, I was, you know, I was kind of bummed. Um, Batman, his sidekick in this is Katana, oh. who is a full-grown woman who is basically like a ninja, and she has a sword, and she's way better than Robin. Hmm. I was like, this makes so much more sense to have her instead of a dumbass Robin. <coughs> so she really, she's like a great partner for Batman. I really enjoyed her in it. Um, is, she, is she the one that looks like Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. Like blonde hair and spikes around her neck, or is it somebody no, else? No, she's Asian. She has long black hair. Okay. So, but no, she's cool. She's way cooler than any of the Robins. They do introduce Oracle, um, which is fun, and uh, I liked it. And like I said, the the second half of the series, the bad guys were really good, and it builds. Um, unlike traditional cartoons, um, like the original Batman's and stuff, the entire second half is just one big arc. Oh, cool. Just, just building throughout. So there's there's very few. There's a couple little throwaway. There's a couple throwaway episodes, but most of them are all this one big continuous arc, and uh, it, it paid off. So, you know, I stick 
to my original review of the early episodes because they were fucking terrible. But I got to tip the cap, give respect. Episodes 13 to 26, pretty darn good. So, uh, you know, good good on you, Batman. It's too late guys, you guys didn't lead with those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got canceled, but... Because um, in the beginning, they were terrible. There's fucking episodes with Frog and Toad were bad guys and stuff. Or, I mean, like, Frog and... I don't know, some other dude. Humpty Dumpty's and it's yeah. kind of st- but uh, it got it got way better. So yeah, congrats, well, Beware the Batman. You turned I, it around. I, th- I think Beware the Batman will be will be forgotten. It'll be along the wayside and not honored by nerds uh, like um, uh, like the first one to come out after the animated series was. Uh, they changed up the dramatically changed up the art style and rebooted everything. Uh, like it was like kind of sort of based on Batman Begins. It was like the first Batman the early years or something. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. The Batman. The Batman. Yeah, no, I hated what they did with the Joker in that one. Yeah, it won't be fondly remembered. No, that one was not very good. This, the second half of this series was way better. And for the record, you can catch all the episodes on watchcartoonsonline.com or uh, Cartoon Network on Toonami. I think it's like Saturday nights at like 3 in the morning. is airing every single episode in a row. I think they started last weekend. Wow, that's cool. <coughs> so you can always set your DVRs for that too. Cool. And then uh, I did uh, Avengers Assemble. The last episode plays this week. Uh-huh. You've been keeping up with that? Yeah. Started bad. Mm-hmm. Bad. Then got good. <laughs> Uh, then totally turned the ship around, got good. Maybe it's because I got used to it. You know, still not as good as Earth's Mightiest Heroes was the previous year, but right. it definitely picked up. And now it's back to bad again. That's too they bad. kind of ran out of stuff. They kept bringing the same bad guys over and over again, like Red Skull as this cabal. Mm-hmm. And when he first formed, I was like, oh, this is a pretty good choice of bad guys. But when they show up every fucking episode, ah. uh, you know, it gets pretty stupid. And then the side episodes have been kind of dumb, too, like... The Falcon is the youngest guy, and this one episode revolves around his mom coming to visit, but he didn't tell her he was an Avenger, so he's trying to hide it while uh, they're fighting. Like, you know, you know, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, but I can't give you an exact episode number like it would be where the Batman, but it started bad, got really good, and then ending on a pretty shitty note. So. Wah, wah, wah. And then, there, of course, there's Marvel's. Avengers Disc Wars. Have you watched any more of that? I'm still, I'm still watching it because I like to watch <laughs> one thing on my lunch break. You know, uh-huh. I work out for half an hour and then I like to watch something for half an hour. Okay. There's nothing else to watch, so I've been, I've been catching up on Disc Wars. Disc Wars. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's still not good, but, <laughs> but there's a lot of characters in it, and it's uh-huh. interesting. Like I said, they've totally come up with the with the concept why these little children are able to have their own Pokeballs filled with Avengers in it mm-hmm. and throw them out to fight. And they can only be outside the Pokeball for five and a half minutes oh God! <laughs> before they come back in. Mm-hmm. And each kid has a bio code so they can each control like one of the Avengers. So it's perfect. Yeah. If, I was, if, I was eight, <laughs> if I was eight years old, man, I'd be so into this. I mean, maybe not because you have to read the English at the bottom. But uh, I mean... I think kids the- today might be might be just used to that. I mean, you know, they play the Japanese openers and closers on uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. So I mean, the concept is good for little kids. Um, it sometimes it's so bad it just kind of makes me laugh. So it's not it's not too bad. So yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Like as a as a, as a as an old jaded anime watcher, it's just it's like 
bottom of the barrel five-year-old fodder for Japanese boys. Yeah, well, you know. But uh, you know, until I, until there's another cartoon <laughs> that shows up, it's you know, it's probably what I'm gonna watch for a little bit. I know, dude. You know what? You know what kind of burns my bacon is, uh, you know, people. A lot of people on the internet hate on Korra. You know, Legend of Korra. But I feel oh, like oh. I just feel like guys, guys, don't you realize this is like the only semi-adult animated show happening right now? How can you like, hate on Legend of Korra? It's so good. Ah, people and their opinions and their wrong opinion. No, nah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, only only our opinions count. Damn it. Exactly. No, I mean, no, I like Joe. A lot of people who are hardcore fans of the original Avatar series, you know, um, you know, they're set in their ways, and uh, they don't like to see change, and uh, they kind of uh, maybe unfairly or maybe fairly compare it to the old series. Uh, well, the new Ninja Turtles series is still airing, new episodes on Sundays, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Every once in a while, I text you about like some new in-joke. I mean, they, it's awesome. It's got great throwbacks to us 80s kids. While still being totally entertaining for, you know, current generation people, too. Right. Like, it's highly entertaining. I definitely recommend it. I, I enjoy a cartoon that has a good mix of stuff that's for adults and for kids, too. I had to like the current one where, um, it was two episodes ago, Baxter Stockman is working for Shredder. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to use mutagen to make new uh, crazy creatures and stuff. And Shredder's like, what do you have for me next? If you fail me again, you're dead. And he's like, well, I've got, uh, I've got this new, I've got a couple things lined up. He's like, I'm thinking like a rhino or like a warthog. And Shredder's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? That's, that sucks. And then it pours the mutagen on him. And that's when he becomes, you know, the fly. Damn. But, you know, it's little jokes like that that I can appreciate. That and when, um, when the turtles get a call on the T-phone, it's the original uh, 80s theme song. Nice. So, and then when Casey Jones gets a, uh, when he calls, his ringtone is the uh, Nintendo's ice hockey theme music. <laughs> so uh, I like little shit like that. But um, even without that, it's really good. Like every episode. I mean, even when they're ridiculous episodes. Like we talked about how how shitty the original series got when the pizza toppings were alien xenomorphs. Oh yeah. They just did an episode where the pizza was actually bad guys. Like the oh. pizza was like alive mm-hmm. and it would jump on your face like <laughs> like a face hugger and then you'd become a zombie. Damn. And they made that good. As cheesy as it sounded, they made it good. Cool. No, respect to the writers. Yeah. So, highly re- recommend Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know, I I haven't been keeping up with uh with My Little Pony, but Ugh. but season 4, I got to tell you is is like I feel like they level up their nerdiness every single season. It's kind of like the same thing where, like, you see all these, like, crazy jokes and references that only adults and nerds are going to get. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a recent there was a recent fight where, um, uh, what you call it, Twilight Sparkle fights the centaur. And it was, like, seriously, it was like the end, it was like the end fight from Justice League Unlimited where you're, like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're, like, oh, my God, they're, like, smashing through, like, the equivalent of buildings and, like, Ponyville's getting blowed up and <laughs> and they have like all these crazy powers and power-ups and I'm like oh my god like here we are we're four seasons in the show is super nerdy and it's basically Dragon Ball Z mm. so I would like if you if you've taken a break from from the ponies it might be a good episode to get you back in because there's like for for like for, I want to say two three minutes because they don't focus on the action as much it's a ton of action. 
I'd like to quote Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes <laughs> Back, when you try and tell me that ponies is cool. Uh-huh. No! That's not true! It's <laughs> impossible! I'll never join you! You will. It's a good show, Eric. Oh, I just threw myself down this huge, huge <laughs> drop rather than watch ponies. It's <laughs> kind of passive aggressive. Oh, fuck you, dude. Well... You know, I think I think uh, how it should have ended did it did this great thing where like he throws himself down to the pit and Vader just picks him back up with force powers. He's like, nope. Yeah. Like, nope. What What do you think was gonna happen? Yeah, I think they they <laughs> did that on how it should have ended. Yes. Like, duh. Duh. He just like threw all this stuff around force powers. Dummy. But. So uh, I think that's all I got for like uh, super powered, awesome action stuff today. Yeah, dude, it's been a lot, man. I've I've been salivating every single day that I don't have Mario Kart 8. I'm just counting down the days to I wait in line at Nintendo World and pick it up. Yeah, we'll definitely have to review that shit. It's all I'm thinking. Of. Like I've been stopping myself from like, you know, sometimes when you're really excited about something, you get like way too excited, and then you're like, wow. And then I could like. Like, all right, what's good on the Wii U right now? Well, I could just, like, buy all the games that people are really into, and then I'll just have, like, this little library, so then when the one game gets here, if I get bored of it, I can just switch to a different game. That's kind of how, like, I feel like some of the fans of my book, Shark Knight's Dead End, are going to be like, because <laughs> they're so excited for the, the new one that they go and they already have the paperback copy of the old one, and then they realize there's this deal on Amazon where if you get the paperback copy, you can buy the ebook copy for an extra 99 cents only. Oh my god. Boom. <laughs> so it's like, geez, I gotta own every possible version of this because that's how amped they are. Well, that's pretty cool. Boom. That's how you segue, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you shamelessly plug, I think hey, that's what you mean. I think I'm allowed to once a year. That's true. You know, you, know, uh, you, you release a book... You saw, and you get published, self-publishing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you're allowed to grandstand a little bit. I worked hard on that thing over yeah. and over again. So, but yeah, only $1.99 on Kindle. And, uh, oh, and pay attention. Just like, uh, you know, I, I had to throw this in here. Two, oh, two, two little uh, tidbits. One, every comic book movie these days has an end credit scene mm -hmm. to get you pumped for the next one. So I decided, even though this is a book, I had to throw my, my own end credit scene into the book. Word. Uh, it's fairly obvious that there's a scene if you have the paperback copy, but if you have the Kindle copy, you probably would just miss it because uh. you get to the end of the book and just exit out. So mm -hmm. just letting anyone know that there there is an end credit scene to tease book three. I can't wait. I really I really enjoyed seeing some of my favorite characters come back from Shark Knights 1, the ones that were brutally murdered. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what to talk about. That's not everybody makes it through these books and so like towards the end I was like oh my god like you know not everybody and you know not everybody makes it but like uh, it was cool to reconnect with my favorite my favorite superheroes especially like like I think like the standout character number one was shy you know the the shapeshifter you know, like right. it was it was you know Shark Knights one was like all right all right what if somebody actually made the flash cool and actually made Beast Boy cool? And mm -hmm. then had them whoop ass in all these really interesting ways. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then uh, this one was like I I kept waiting for uh, for Aura to to like to just take command. She has so many great scenes, you know, because she has like these three. She could turn three different colors, and she's either super strong or she can control minds or she can teleport or excuse me, uh, heal. 
No, you got it. Four, uh, and four then, powers. And then, and then teleport. She's very okay. useful, but she's also like, like you know, young, and she can only do one one at a time. Yeah. Very no, like, like I said, Shark Knight's consequences. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a hero ain't all it's cracked up to be, but that doesn't mean we're gonna sit around and bitch about it. Word. And uh, the last Easter egg I gotta give for it is, um, and I told you this too, um, every and not just Shark Knights, but every book I write that I've written, including Fat Vampire Slayer and that little uh, short story Mortal Kombat Playground, I always slip at least one, sometimes more, <coughs> one direct quote lifted straight from G.I. Joe the animated movie <laughs> from 1987. Yes. So every book I write, I take a, I take a line straight out of G.I. Joe the animated movie and make it work in this book. So uh, it's probably going to be impossible for people uh, to notice them unless you grew up exactly like I did. Uh, but um, there's some definitely that, some quotes in there. That's it's so funny because I felt like reading the book, I was like, there's no way you could not notice this. Oh, okay. If you've ever seen G.I. Joe the animated movie, or maybe I've just maybe it just burns my brain because we watched it like a lot. Yeah, like we we have it memorized. I mean, there's yeah. so many ones that, you know, one of the ones I use like at the end of G.I. Joe the movie, like General Hawk is trying to help him get to the BET, but the insects are all over, and he's like, he's like, uh, he tells him to uh, keep moving, or he tells him to like find Serpentor. He's like, oh, keep this party going. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh, I gotta throw that in there. Nice. You know, you gotta find different ways and obviously I, I couldn't put in I was once a man <laughs> uh, but I, I definitely put in there the gotcha now you slippery creep <laughs> and uh, I'm always I'm always thinking like what G.I. Joe the movie quote would fit in the book this time so mm. hidden easter eggs hello 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 yeah adios 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 <laughs> um, awkward that's not as good as yeah, it no, is in English that one is <laughs> not in there no but uh, yeah, so I always have to put one quote. That's my flavor, you know. It's like uh, like Jesse in the beginning of Breaking Bad, the way he makes his meth, his signature move. Mine is a GI Joe quote. <laughs> Got to represent from your childhood, yo. So yeah, that's it for me. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's it for us then. You you can check us out every week with the Jumpman Podcast. Uh, we're weekly video game slash film slash comic slash sometimes our own original content uh, podcast. Uh, we're on RetroWareTV.com, RageQuickCast, uh, ElderGeek, JumpmanPodcast.com, our headquarters. Hit us up on Facebook. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. There you go. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Jumpman Engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand. Shall fall.